Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Super Sleuths Book 4 The Black Castle by E.M. Clark, Read by Lexi Chapter 9 News from the North Zelie looked up at her mother, her face troubled. If it was Rosina who performed this spell on Anna, then the parrots of Flambeau are indeed a target once more, Flavia said. The dark forces are gathering. She took a bottle of vivid blue liquid from her cloak and gave it to Zelie. Gently drop this into Anna's mouth. It'll strengthen her and help her to start fighting the poison. We need to contact Gioletta as quickly as we can for a cure, but first we must see the king. I will send my parrot with a message to Gioletta in Frenchtown, telling her what has happened. If Rosina's using these spells, she must be on her guard. Sally nodded and gently fed Anna the aquamarine droplets. The little parrot gave a feeble, cheep, and closed her eyes. Her breathing steadied and she fell into a deep sleep. Let her sleep, said Flavia. The medicine will fight the poison while she rests. Zelie gave Anna a little kiss on her feathery forehead and they quietly left the room. While they had been tending to Anna, the others had gathered in the magnificent golden throne room to speak to King Lucio and Queen Aurelia. I am glad you and your son are safe, Professor, said the king. Who was behind the kidnap? Count Zuto and Countess Rosina, replied Professor Sinclair. I can't believe it. After giving Zuto the benefit of the doubt when Rochenda was taken, he repays me by kidnapping my best inventor. I've been a fool to give him a second chance. Oh, what did they want? I'm afraid it was the talker listener, among other inventions of mine, said Professor Sinclair. They are desperate for technology. They can't use the parrots of Flambeau as they are forces for good, so the talker listener would be very useful to them for communication. It is, of course, much faster than using messengers or physically travelling to convey information. I did not give them the technology, though. Never fear, the professor reassured the king as a frown formed on Lucio's brow. However, they do have the prototype that sends messages called torpedoes. It's the version of the talker listener that went missing after the princess's kidnap. Prince Igor got hold of it, but they don't know how to use it properly yet. Hence their attempt to force me to reveal the secret. Unfortunately, they also know about the portable illuminators, but again, they do not know how to reproduce them, and I made very sure they didn't get any information about our new moving way. Well, that's something, said the king with a touch of relief. Our technology is a huge advantage. We must not let it fall into enemy hands. Far more important, sire, continued the professor urgently, is that Zuto and Rosina are amassing an army. Ferenc and Festia of the House of Contuti have joined them and Prince Igor. There was a pause while this information sunk in. Professor, you are incorrect, said the king rather stiffly. Ferenc and Festia are both in prison on the Isla Diabolo. No, sire, with respect, they are not, replied the professor, looking earnestly at the king. I have seen them myself, and they are as evil as ever. We need to send word to Frenchtown to be prepared for the worst. That area is still their stronghold, and there is no doubt they will gather there. The king put his head in his hands. He seemed utterly dejected by this news. After a minute, he seemed to pull himself together with a great effort and whispered, 
I'll send word to the searchers at once. Call Julius of the House of Newton. A guard at the door saluted smartly and dashed out of the throne room. Meanwhile, back at the Black Castle, Countess Rosina had returned to find the Professor and Albi gone and the castle in chaos. She immediately suspected Zelly and the other sleuths. I saw that bird, she shrieked, a mad glitter in her eyes, but I cast my spell. That parrot of flambeau will not survive. And I vow to destroy all the magic of flambeau and to thwart those meddlesome brats any way I can. Rosina was almost spitting in fury, like an angry cat who had been outsmarted by a mouse. Bring me the children! Her sons, Tegel and Gergo, appeared and stood before their furious parent. Though she was tiny, Rosina's anger made her tower above them and her green eyes flashed with menace. Did you see anything suspicious? asked the Countess. No, Mother, we saw nothing, both of them replied. Gergo kept his gaze trained on the ground so she could not read the guilt in his eyes. Fortunately, he was often overlooked, as Tegel was the favourite. Rosina stamped her foot in frustration, but she did not suspect Gergo, who was, after all, only a child. She often underestimated those around her, a weakness which was to cause her problems now and in the future. Gergo made sure he kept out of the way of everyone, keeping his head cast down, but listening and watching carefully. Call the Count Ferenc and Countess Festia, ordered Countess Rosina. They arrived quickly, but could not shed any more light on the disappearance of the captive Sinclairs. Festia in particular was furious. Her rat-like features were so twisted she looked like a gargoyle. I told you we should have thrown them into the oubliette, she hissed at her husband and Zuto. You men are too soft. Rosina, sister, we must direct operations from now on. Agreed, snapped Rosina. We go north now. The alarm will be raised shortly and we'll be compromised. The children can stay here. I don't want them in my way and have no time for fools. They are a sad disappointment. We leave with the tide, so be ready. What about the pirates? asked Ferenc. Leave them. They can look after themselves. A storm is coming and we need to outrun it. There is no time to waste. Gergo felt like a cold hand of fear was gripping his throat. His own mother wanted to abandon him on this rocky island at the mercy of the sea and marauding pirates. Any final wisps of loyalty to his family or guilt he had felt helping the sleuths evaporated. Gergo was committed now, committed to aiding the side of right. He was no longer a contuti. Julius of the House of Newton and his searchers had moved quickly. They arrived at the Black Castle and soon confirmed that the Count and his cronies had fled to the north. They found Gergo sitting alone, gazing out into the ocean. His brother Tegel had also abandoned him, setting sail in his boat to follow his parents. The searchers took Gergo into their custody and brought him back to Sandopolis to give his evidence to the king. Zeli was still very upset about Anna, but the parrot was holding her own. She was sick, but not dead. Gilletta had sent some special medicine from Frenchtown, and it was starting to take effect. I think we can be optimistic, Zelie. She's going to make it, said Flavia. But why is the Countess targeting the magic of Flambeau, Mar? I will explain. 
it's time you knew the whole story, Flavia said, gathering the sleuths around her. As you know, we all used to live very happily in Frenchtown, but we were forced to leave. The House of Larson had ruled the area fairly, but they were killed in an attack on the palace. The whole family perished. Only their son, Axel, was not found, and no one knows even to this day whether he's alive or dead. But, with him missing, there was no one to take the throne, so the House of Barbosa seized power and Prince Percival, the father of Prince Igor, became ruler. He had birds to do his bidding, like we have the parrots of Flambeau, the cause you came across in Frenchtown. The sleuths nodded, remembering the sinister white birds which had attacked them several times. The cause attacked our parrots and many were killed, continued Flavia. Then the House of Barbosa started to use mind probes against us, learning the routes of our ships, stealing their cargo so that all our businesses declined. They forced people to do as they asked and no one could resist the mind probes. That's exactly what happened to Par and Alby, interjected Zav. Yes, King Lucio, Queen Aurelia and some others then left to search for a new home further south and we found here, Sandlandia, and we set up the new settlements of Sandopolis, Redport and Red Cove. We agreed a truce with the forces of Prince Percival of the House of Barbosa, as did the people of Frenchtown. Wasn't it hard to leave your home? asked Zelly. Yes, it was, but we'd already had to flee years before when the old world was destroyed. I suppose you could say we were used to it, Flavia said sadly. For several years, an uneasy peace has existed with the House of Barbosa, but part of the truce was that Ferenc and Festia would stay in prison for the rest of their lives. They killed many people and showed no remorse. Now they've escaped. Igor and his followers have made it quite clear that they will not obey the peace pact any longer. If the Isla Diablo is supposed to be impregnable, I bet Rosina used her magic to help them escape, said Sam, frowning. I would agree, replied Flavia. Rosina has many magical powers. As you know, she was once one of us, but she went over to the cruel side when she married Count Zuto. It appears their children are not gifted and, because they have no daughter, they cannot inherit the magic. I think that's why she's particularly targeting you, Zelly. Jealousy. And Flavia sighed. Rosina is now in league with Prince Igor, who the searchers have confirmed has also escaped from prison. They're using Mudtown as a base. Delphina and the Resistance keep in contact and tell me their forces are once again massing. What will we do? asked Zav. We must wait and see if the searchers can capture Count Zuto and Countess Rosina on their way up to Frenchtown. If so, we'll have bargaining power too. Remember, we've captured Val Vinicius and some of the Black Cross gang, which is a good thing. All this information certainly gave the sleuths a lot to think about. However, they didn't have much time to reflect on things because they were summoned again to the king. The searchers have been looking for Count Zuto, Countess Rosina, Ferenc Festia, Prince Igor and their gang. Unfortunately, we have been unable to catch them, although we do have the Contuti child Gergo and several pirates in custody. We live in dangerous times and must plan our defence. All our sailors are now on full alert for an imminent attack on Sandopolis, the king sighed. I'm sorry the news is no better. Your Majesty, I would like to speak in Gergo Contuti's defence, said Zelly. He isn't one of them. He helped us. Yes, without him I would still be imprisoned in that castle, confirmed Professor Sinclair. He was very brave, especially to go against his family. Ah, yes, you have mentioned this, said the king. 
We will find a safe place for him. But first, bring him here. Let us see what he has to say. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Chapter 10, The Prophecy. Want to read along? Super Sleuth's book four, The Black Castle, is available now on Kindle. Enjoyed today's chapter? Rate our podcast and leave a message telling us who your favourite character is. See you next time.